0: I totally understand. I was talking to Jordan just before this. Why people go to happy hour. It's like, all right, bro. This job is so stressful in a different way. I played basketball around the country, (laughs) deep down into it. Like our grind was different physically. The body business, tired and mentally and emotionally. It's all tiring. But sitting behind this computer for hours on a day, Talking to sellers all across the world with millions of dollars at stake and talking with a group of people that can't do many things without another group signing off on it. Bro, that thing was stressful. So when I got off this little computer, closed my eyes and said, Ooh. after I opened my eyes again, I'm like, uh, I understand why people go to happy hour. Where's my happy hour at? Because it's like you want to relief from the moment that you're in, that real time that you're in, like the stress, the anxiety, the if they say something to them, then it could affect that and they can come back to me and affect my bro. Working a corporate job, if you're under the wrong leadership, is tough and you feel isolated in this working from home environment it doesn't breed much connection. What I'm just talking about, literally connection, a group, a network, people that care about the growth in you and themselves are reaching and, you know, making connections with each other that none of that, none at all. And at first you think, Oh, it's a great thing. Oh, I could work from whatever I could set my own schedule, do whatever. Huh? (laughs) And okay. Where's your network? Where's your people? The thing about it is like, as we grow, Our friends are doing one thing and we're doing the other thing. And in your mind, your mind will be like, oh, they ain't a real friend. If they hit me up, they'll never call back because they're literally doing what you're doing and probably stressed doing that thing and probably trying to be the best at what they do and growing in their life. So it's like, you understand, like, okay, I feel them. Like I, I can see a person grinding and, and what they're doing. Let me chill and not be like, oh, that means they don't like me. I'm cutting off anybody that don't serve me. I hate that. Uh, love those who serve you. I, think I tweeted something in that kind of way. And I was like, bro, I don't like that I tweeted that because it can get misconstrued. Anyways, I say all that to say a corporate environment with bad leadership can leave you feeling lost and with no direction. I just talked to my friend, Jordan, who'd been on the podcast. He moved to Austin. He's in a different space in his life. And luckily he has a great manager, but they try to put him in this pressure cooker to where it's like, okay, you got to know without onboarding, without teaching him. He just got to know, no, no, not his manager, but the up, you know, the CEOs, the, the, what is it? The C-suites. See, I, I was in. I'm at a corporate for a while. I don't care about them little terminology, the upper level. Hey, talking about? They like putting the pressure. And so I talked to him. I'm just like, hopefully you're not feeling the pressure and you know, you could be easy on yourself. Your manager's good. He's like, yeah. But a lot of the times I took it to my situation. And when I was talking to him, I got a good thought, a good illustration. It's just like, it's literally like basketball, you know, coaching changes. I had a coaching change at Texas Tech and the manager, his manager changed. And uh, let me rewind because I'm spitting things out that probably don't make sense. Literally, I'm going to go to me now because I was talking to him with the lens of myself. I went into an Amazon position and I had one manager. Literally a week later, I had another manager. Literally months later, I get another manager and another manager that I had went on maternity leave. So you tell me how the hell I was supposed to grow and know anything without North on the fly. And it just gave me a bird's eye view to what he might be feeling like, okay, you guys are telling me to do everything on the fly without actual training, without actual tools and knowledge on how to do what I'm supposed to do. And when that happens, when you're in a situation, if you're listening, if you're watching, you feel the pressure in that and you internalize and you put it onto you. And you start, equating this to your worth. Oh, I'm bad. Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm not supposed to be here because I don't know what they're saying right now. Shame, shame, shame's coming. Sometimes if you do, okay, I clocked in a little late, 10, because y'all were stressing me yesterday. I went to happy hour. I slept. I went to the gym. I'm trying to be at peace right now. I clocked on late. Who cares? So you feel that guilt and you got to come back because you made a wrong decision. Shame, Says I am wrong. But guilt says, ah, all right, I did something wrong. But a lot of times you start internalizing that because, okay, I got to this new position. I'm making this money at this place that I didn't think I was. You start almost feeling that imposter syndrome already. And then when you make one mistake, that negative voice, that mind believes like, see, made you out. I knew you were sweet. I knew you wasn't ready for this moment. I knew you couldn't handle it. You're dumb. This is not for you. You're not destined to be anything great. This is a step that you shouldn't even made it to. So just be like a shell of yourself. Be a yes boy. Try to perfect, 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 and not show yourself and not show the actual versions that they would love. Show the version that you think they want out of you. Perfect, perfect, and grow and go. And and all that time, you trying to impress, impress, impress. You're stressed, stressed, stressed because you can't express. I think in moments like that, when you're in a new stage, if you're at a corporate job, a new team it's on those leaders to help you through that. I spoke to basketball because it's like a coaching change. And for a new coach, you feel like you got to be perfect for this coach. And if this coach doesn't see the talent that you have, It can make it tough. It can make it a hard struggle. It can be like, oh, you're out alone. Because honestly, that's how I felt. And then it made me think of basketball because it's like. In basketball, in sports, you know, a coach can literally make or break your situation. In Germany, a coach made that whole thing tough for me. And I take ownership on my life and how I saw it. I chose to see it one way, but the coach wasn't good at all. Period. Point blank. And in my life, it's always coaches that's helped me look back and say, OK, that situation was great in the G League. Eh, I can say truthfully, the coaches that I had this year, I can't say that they made my life better or I can say I learned. And Greensboro coach was he was good. He was really like intentive. He learned. He grew. He was very humble. He would listen and take my advice. So I'll, I'll leave him out of it. And the, the Lex. The next coach, I only knew him for a month and he was just trying to get on. And, and so I, I leave him grace. I say all that to say, I remember coaches that really poured into my life, a Tubby Smith, a Chris Beard, those guys that really poured in and cared about the development of the player and the person. You know, I went to tech, Tubby Smith was like a father figure. I didn't have my father around. So it's like, OK, a black man, wise, he's had career success has a nice wife that I see the way he treats his family and people. And like, I, I saw that and I was like, okay, like I respect that. I like, I honor my elders. One, he's the whole Now No, I'm kidding. But like, I saw that. Okay. He made that environment, you know, successful for me to grow in. Same thing with Chris Beard. He came in different mentality, brashful, bashful, kind of a guy that took me up to another notch. I injured myself, broke my foot, broke my other foot. I was coming off a left, foot injury. When he got there, played in the tournament, then my coach says, "Uh, I see y'all never and goes to Memphis when he comes in first practice, break my other foot. And so I'm like, damn, I'm mad at myself, pissed at myself. He could have easily been like, all right, let me worry about the team that I have. But credit to him and thankful for him to see the traits that I had as a leader and pour into me that way off the court. I'm going from 300 pounds to 245 with a broken foot because I was eating green apples all day and salads and doing the little ab wheel, the sore necks every single day because I had a mindset of, okay, how can I help this team? How can I grow? And he poured into me with giving me books, leadership books. Okay. I finished this book. I'll give it back. I'll take another one. And I'm trying to grow off the court and trying to be there for my teammates and show them like, okay, I'm in this with you and I care about your development too. And. I thank him for that because he gave me a name and a lot of leaders, a lot of coaches, a lot of managers watching. It's great that when you give somebody a name, they take ownership in that and grow. Like you're the leader, you're this guy, you're good at that. And you know, grow them that way. Like they mature in that way. I don't know. I have a lot of passion for leadership. Obviously, as you can tell, I just go on a whole spiel, but the leaders in my life, the coaches in my life that I really, I love you brother. are coaches that cared about me as a person. And whenever you're in this corporate environment and these guys are just trying to churn out numbers and coming on here with their little script of, okay, I'm going to say, how was your day? And remember one thing they said last time, like, okay, I'm going to eat chicken and chips the next day. So they'll come back and they'll say, okay, how's your day? Oh, uh, how was that chicken and chips you ate? Like some fluff. And then they'll be like, well, I need you to do this, 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 like. That's not how you build relationships. Just because you're looking at a talk track that you wrote from somebody else that didn't know how to lead, and somebody else that didn't know how to lead, and somebody else that didn't know how to lead. Because a lot of times in these corporate structures, they think leveling up or a promotion is just okay. We take this high performer, let's say sales. You're great at sales. You're great at turning them out. And sales, yeah, is cutthroat. You're great at turning them out. Whatever. Be the manager of a group of people that you don't know that you were competing with and be their manager. And you guys should be great because they'll be just like you. No, everybody's different. Everybody has different motivations. I don't think as a leader, you can drive true success without knowing what the hell the motivation of the individual is like, (laughs) I don't know, bro. It's so annoying when people get leadership positions that don't in my eyes, it's in my opinion, it's my, host of this podcast that don't actually deserve it. You're a high performer, raise that money, but don't put them as manager of people because some people literally me could be without a job because you butt, 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 butt heads. I don't think, and God used that time at Amazon for me to pour into me and learn. And so I learned a lot. I'm just saying, I don't like how I left there because I just knew people did not get how to lead. And how to pour into people. And ownership is me saying I wasn't the best worker because after I knew, hey, bro, these people don't care about me, I'm like, all right, let me do <clears throat> not reach out to them. I still grinded and did my work, but like the bare minimum of like cultivating a certain relationship because it's like, oh, she don't rock with me. I'm not finna rock with her. So I don't know. In life, leadership positions, communication is a thing and pouring. And caring about the growth of another individual is a thing. And it can help you. Speaking of Jordan's situation, it can help somebody that's coming from a different area, a different place, a different city to know that, okay, I care about your development. And his manager does. But even the higher up and having a group and a cohort that cares about the individual. I'm passionate about that, as you can see, and I'm glad that I had that conversation earlier at the gym because he was passionate about that too a lot of times we're praying and we're asking, God, send me friends, friend me friends because I'm back with my parents' house and nobody has this career of an NBA player and slash NBA G League player. Now I don't have a job and send me help and everybody has a different schedule, but my schedule is different. And I don't know how to build a routine and build a nice group of people around me that pours into me, send me friends. And then you go with your mindset of, okay, I got to grind. I got to grow. I got to grow today. And then he sends you somebody walking in. you like, like, uh, I don't got time for him. I'm going on my plan. <laughs> Does that make any sense? It doesn't. Hey, Genix, you going off?